Hi, everybody. My name is Chris Posty Posterson, and I am back with another super deluxe special edition episode of the Sleep With Me podcast. In case you are new to these, I am usually behind the scenes. I have a studio called Sounds Like an Earful, and Scooter hires that studio to help him with some of the editing of the Sleep With Me podcast. Uh, but every once in a while, he will take an episode that he recently aired, and he'll ask me to add some music and some sound design to it in order to make it a super deluxe special edition show. We do that together as a way to thank all those of you who are supporting the show. If you are currently supporting the show, thank you so, so much. Uh, it helps Scooter to make the show. It helps him to hire me to help him with some of the editing, and it helps some good folks get some much-needed rest. So thank you for that. If you are not currently editing the show, wait, <laughs> let me try that again. If you're not currently editing the show, if you're not currently supporting the show, uh, you can go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash patron, and you can give as little as $1 a month to help Scooter continue to make the show. And uh, it means a lot. So thank you so much, guys. Let's get into our Super Deluxe Special Edition show number 15. Hi, are you up all night tossing, turning, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep, staring up at the stars and wondering over and over again, what would it be like to float among them? Well, welcome. This is the Sleep With Me podcast super deluxe special edition episode number 15. Tonight, I have another space themed special edition show for you. Uh, this episode was one of our most recent Nuns in Space shows that Scooter put together. Um, and I just have this fascination with space, and it's just a good place to sleep, I think. So, uh, not too much to introduce here. Essentially, we are going to hear a Nuns in Space episode, but Scooter is kind of... I've got a chorus effect on him, so he's kind of through this transmission in space, 80,000 light years away just getting to you now you're floating amongst the asteroids safe but amongst the asteroids i hope this helps you get to sleep welcome to space and good night all right welcome to another episode of nuns in space our ongoing but still yet, uh, what do we call this, uh, uh, what is it called, a conspiratorial procedure, a conspiratorial procedural story, it's just a procedural, uh, no conspiracies here, you know, just to put you to sleep, that's the only, uh, but this is our ongoing uh, procedural story. And if you need to set up, it's in space. It takes place in, you know, it's like a Star Trek-esque show. Firefly, Battlestar Galactica. Uh, those are the good ones. And then you have uh, Nuns in Space. Probably more related to Pigs in Space. I think Gonzo was behind that, but I'm not positive on that one. And it takes place in space. Uh, Scoots is on a spaceship with uh, the nuns from his childhood. That's who he thinks it is. It's not, well, I always over-explain. And they're in outer space. They're in search of the Neches, another ship. Uh, 
uh, that they're lost and they're following strings of delusion across the universe, which is their only clue to the location of the Nichez. And the Nichez is finding the Nichez is the mission of the nuns that are on the ship. And it's about, it's a, like, here's a hint, it's a, a procedural story, so they're going to be looking for the ship, you know, every episode, hopefully. Hopefully this episode's the one they find it, but, you know, who knows? It's, you know, they also deal, you know, they deal with stuff in space, and not doing the greatest job of introducing it, but also there's somebody, okay, finally, finally you're here, about time, because I just botched the intro. Well, friends, I'm sorry, I, I, I don't do intro. Did you hear about my Angelina? Can you just get on the mic, please? Oh, okay, nonsense. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and friends beyond the binary, it's time for another episode of Nuns in Space. Yeah, that's a nice space down. Pretty good. Yeah, I heard about Brad and Angelina. That was the time this comes out, the old news. Oh, my friend, why I have to come to, to come for Brad? Nuns in Space. Nuns in Space. Nice. Uh, hey, Ben Bell, it's me. I guess you never asked if you have other pen pals. Uh, here, here's the thing. You're my only pen pal. But I'm your pen. This is your pen pal. Well, so I'm assuming you hear my voice, but you know your pen pal that's on the uh, Monte Carmelo out in uh, outer space, uh, chasing around delusions with the nuns from my childhood. Uh, but listen, pen pal, if you're not sitting down, you might want to have a seat because I don't know if you're a listen pen pal, uh, and I don't know if you, you know. If you're, if you have someone to talk to about this, or it could be the only one you have to talk to. I don't know if you're, if you know any, if you're a person, you're growing, you're a growing person, with, with faith or science. And I already realized it doesn't make sense, Ben Bell. Or if you're a person that has faith in faith, like some sort of religion or belief, or in science. If you're a person that has faith in science, they say, well, are you. Kind of, what's your science? You're a physical science person, or uh, the other kind? You know, the, the theory. You know, are you into the theoretical? Uh, but this could shake any of those. Like, you don't know. If, so, if you, if you have a belief system, and I say that in a positive way, then the hell. Like, you have faith in something that helps you grapple with the unknown, or you use science to try to understand the unknown. Or, you know, to just theory say, well, if I knock that quark over there, quark A plus quark B equals, you know, ZQP. You know, maybe call that mathematics. I don't know. But if, if any of those things, you like, uh, I'd say you loosen your grip on that a little bit. Uh, that's one thing, and I don't know what you know about Earth, but when the whole outer space opened to Earth, this was when, the, you know, one of the areas of... Uh, uh, adjustment trouble that some people just said, well, I'm not going to come to terms with that. You know, it's one one thing to deal with uh, beings that are very different than you. That's tough. But then when you start the thing, you see, you know, just uh, this this should do, this should actually explain a lot, Penfell. This is your first grasp because this is my first grasp in deep to deep outer space, Penfell, super deep. And uh, I'll just tell you, things are things are. Uh, 
So we're in deep outer space, if that answers, that's the easy way to introduce that. So pen pal, we're out here in deep outer space. Stan and I, Stan, say hi. Scooter. Scooter, I, I uh, hello, pen pal, it's your friend Stan. Scooter, my pen pal's friend. That's fine, Stan, just, okay, so, okay, Scooter, I'll be quiet. So we're, so, so, so pen pal, we're out here, we follow this really intense, uh, field of delusion, most intense we've come across. I felt like a rabbit chasing a carrot or whatever, uh, or something, I said, like, I drove the ship, and this was, you know, even we jumped to get to this, that's how intense it was, and we're here at Planet Tenno, uh, not Tenno, Tino, I guess you mean to say Tino, I think that's how they say it. But this delusion led us here, it's way, way out at the edges of charted space. And up until now, like not a lot's known out here, so we're really, uh, I mean, there's been exploration. But beyond this is like something different than the delusion. Uh, that there's this thing beyond this planet, Tino, not very far called the Chaos Frequencies. And very little is understood about the chaos frequencies, other than don't go there, because uh, it's one of those things, like, there's so many, you know, the universe is vast and wide and deep and all that. So this is on the, you know, TBE, you know, TBE or TBI, to be investigated or explored, you know, later. So Tino's kind of been out here forgotten, uh, here on the edges of space, and, uh, uh, but that's where, you know, things get really interesting. So we got this planet, you know, we followed it, we started orbiting, they communicated, we said, hey, what's up, or, you know, I didn't, you know, I did say that actually, and I said, that's not proper. They said, what's up, to, we're, we're here, uh, Monica Mello, in the orbit, you know, in the house. Uh, but this is, you know, this is where the things get dicey, explanation-wise, because the people of this planet, uh, they can we'll try to explain more, but I'll try to give you the basics. Is they believe that like their planet for generations, uh, for generations they've been dealing with these beings they call the Weavers and uh, the mythical Weavers, and I guess there's you know some sort of celestial thingamajig. And okay, also another thing. This is like one of those prophet. It's a little bit trophy, but this is like a prophecy situation, or a prophet. I guess prophet P P S C prophecy fulfillment zone is what we're in. So the like so they they say that those beings have been like uh, messing with their planet for generations. These celestial beings, and then they said we're here. They knew we were coming. Why'd you come? We said, well, I think I already said that before they asked. So then they said, you, you have something going on. Like, uh, you know, I'm getting good at longitude and latitude for these, to, what do you call them, spheres. And most people understand that. So I said, you know, this parallel, that, that thingamajig, there's this intense thing we'd like to check out to your mind. And they said, well, you're right in time. And they said, uh, we're expecting you. And I said, terrific, so we'll just get down. And they said, no, 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 we're you're the uh, carriers of the cure. And I said, well, I said, uh, I've been, I said, I've been known to bother my shipmates with some music. I haven't done any cure yet, but uh, 
you know, I'll get down there, I'll take some pictures of you, and we'll see, you know, if I can think of any cure songs while I'm at that. But I said, do you, do you know, I, we're not actually, I said, well, they said if the cure is, you know, irritation, well, that's another thing, Pen Pal. If you don't have a belief system, I'm sure you're a patient person dealing with my messages. But I said, I, I said, if you got a cure for impatient nuns, you know, we'll, we'll, I said, I could use that. Then they said, no, no, the planet's called you here, and this is the time, uh, you know, they, they said there's an impact coming from these weavers, there's a, a lot of information, you know, but you don't need all of it, Pen Pal. And actually, Stan should probably fill you in on some of it, but basically, in exchange for, they said, okay, we need you to deliver this to the weavers. And if you do that, then, like, the cure, I said, oh, I said, uh, not the musical cure. They said, great, because they said, I, I have my blanking anyway. But they said, in exchange for the delivery, they would, they said, you could, the planet, you know, whatever it is you want from our planet, you can have or investigate it. And then I tried, you know, obviously, you know, I'm becoming experienced as a quartermaster, you know, so I said, uh, can we, what if we just, can we just look at the delusion first? And they said, that's not in the prophecy. And I said, well, you know, we, I said, I, we're, but we're the carriers of the cure. It'll help us carry the cure. And they said, no, 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 you can come after you deliver. Okay, so now I'm sure you're asking yourself, Ben Ben, what's this cure? And what's the catch? You know, what, what, you know, otherwise it wouldn't be, clearly it wouldn't be. So, this cure is not a cure. I'll tell you that, that's a code word, pen pal. You probably already figured that out. And basically, we're supposed to fly. Stan, can you explain some of this to, 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 uh, to, to the pen pal? Scooter. Okay, so basically, pen pal, hi. What Scooter's trying to say is that people with Tino, for generations, They've been building. They, they've, they've. This. Uh, their planet uh, has been being poked with these giants, like a, what they feel is a weapon system that uh, shoots through their planet. Like uh, if you were to take your pen pal, like an orange on Earth, and then you were to say, stick a long, uh, what are those things? A knitting string or a knitting uh, iron. If you were to poke something through the orange pen pal. That, that's what happens. Now, it doesn't happen often to this planet, Tino. Maybe once or twice a generation, but it's not good for the planet. It's a pretty big hole, and it creates, you know, weather problems and tons of problems, and then it sticks in, and then at some point in their time, you know, 20, 30, 50 years later, then the, the metal thing, it goes, pokes through the planet, and then it's removed. And sometimes it happens more and more often, uh, they have a historical record, and it's just terrible, and they feel that these weavers, that they call them, these mythical beings are doing it to their planet, either as an experiment or out of meanness. And this is, like you said, like you said, Penpal, you and Scoot, uh, it's been going on for a long time. And so they've been, after a few generations, they said, we've got to figure out a way to make these stuff if they're just a planet. Uh, and they started studying, and they figured out a way uh, to put a stop to it. And they also said, well, let's put a little irony in here and put a stop to what they're doing and put a stop to them. 
so that they can go live with the, where the mystical beings live, which they call the mystical beings. I don't know if there's a uh, non-binary way to explain to what these, these beings are, so I'll just say mystical beings up there. But they do exist, and they are organic, uh, but they exist in outer space. They, well, they don't breathe oxygen like, like Scooter does. And they're not powered like I am, so they can be like, uh, but they can be shut off. Uh, we'll put it that way. And so we're supposed to deliver them, gave us these things, and what we'll do is put it in the. Believe it or not, uh, our ship isn't big, so they won't really see the ship. They don't think, uh, but we're supposed to just drop it in their mouth and then like fly away, and then they'll be inside. They won't be around anymore. And uh, then they'll, the scooter, that's the scooter, I, I think I'm done explaining, I, that's a scooter. Uh, thanks, Dan, sorry, I was looking at the window. We're, uh, uh, we're going to, it's not like I got to, we got to, those, those are interesting celestial beings, Dan. Uh, so, Ben we're coming up on these celestial beings. They, uh, again, I guess it gets weirder. This is not going to be good for your belief system. They look like uh, small G-O-D axis pentails, giant, giant space beings. I guess that's all I can say. It looks like they're working on something. To be honest, they, they do look like they're weaving. Maybe that's why they're called the celestial weavers. Um, so, pentail, I'll get back to you. I'm going to try to figure out what's going on, and I'll get back to you. Hey, Ben Bell's man back. Did you, did you, did you miss me? Because uh, it's only second. Um, hey, hey, oh boy, this is getting interesting, Ben Bell. Okay, so these uh, celestial weavers, they are so, like, uh, don't think you can explain it to you, and it didn't sound like Dan could, too. Uh, but there's, I guess that's what they are, they're celestial weavers. That's their, their job title and their purpose. Uh, and it, it seems like we're going to be, I think we'll hopefully be able to broker a solution. I'm trying to get a hold of Tino right now, and it looks like we're going to have to fly back there. Um, but so these are celestial weavers, and remember I talked about that uh, chaos frequencies. I guess that's some part of space, uh, to put it easily, outer, outer space. That has to be kept at bay because it could spill into inner the outer space we know, which is inner, you know. So they're actually weaving some sort of celestial web. I know this sounds like straight out of the Roman Roman book, you know, or something. But this is real. This is real, Ben So so you know, it's tough to accept. Uh, but these beings' job, uh, or as they see it, is to keep a, like weaving this web that keeps the chaos frequencies at bay from the rest of the universe. And what the weavers explained to me, so they did, they, they are pretty advanced, but it, it didn't seem, I mean, I don't know if they're smarter than me. That wasn't a joke, but I knew you'd laugh anyway, pen pal. But they said their first position was, hey, we're just, we, we, we weave, you know, time, they're bigger, and they're celestial, whatever that means, so, you know, time moves at a different pace for them, so they said their job's just to keep weaving, and they said, well, what's up with the planet, Tino, you know what that planet is, and they said, oh, that ball, you know, and they pointed, and it turns out, it's just, you're going to blow your mind, that's their pin cushion, the planet Tino, 
Jesus left your weaver's sin cushion. And you gotta look at it like time, you know, remember Ben Pal, like at some point I think I said time's weird. So on Tino, you get people using their regular lives, you know, and then every once in a while a mega sized sin will stop through the planet, maybe two or three more will, sometimes only one. You know, wreak all sorts of havoc and, you know, just cause people to be late for work and stuff. And then sometimes, you know, if it, you know what would feel like to them 20, 30, 50, 100 years, another pin comes in, another pin comes out. And meanwhile, you know, their planet's thousand years, whatever, they're like, well, why is their planet keep getting, you know, and then they figured out that these weavers were doing it. Meanwhile, these weavers are just weaving the stuff with these needles. You still, you can be a celestial being, you still need a needle. And get that, get that, it takes some humility, you know, even space and even sometimes you need needles to do stuff. And so, but that's their pincushion. If one of them wants to take a break, uh, they stick it in there. Or if, and also their needles will get dull and off uh, true. They, and they said that's very important. And I said, well, can you stop poking that plane? They said, no, there's nothing else in the vicinity uh, that has the make of this planet. It's perfect. Something about the mag, I don't know. It, it like keeps the needle straight, keeps it sharp. You know, put poking through the planet, sharpens it right up. Uh, so I said, hey, dude, so they, they, basically they can't stop. I said, they said if we stamp our stop our needles break, I said, can't you just buy new needles? And they looked at me like I had four heads. And I said, and they said, no, these are these are the needles we need to use with the fabric of space. You can't just get them anywhere. And I said, I'm sorry, it's my first time in outer outer space uh, and, and dealing with celestial weavers. And believe me, it, it wasn't this simple, Pen Pal. There was a whole thing with communicating with them and then me getting irritated. And then the nuns, you know, luckily I'm able to order them. But so they said, you know, just get it, just, they said, because they said, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of people living on that planet. And they didn't, they, they said, well, they, you know, they thought it was like ants, you know, that's the best thing I could tell you. They said, really? And they said, they're pretty nice people that, you know, they actually think, you know, that we're here, we're supposed to help them, you know, because they wanted us to uh, deal with you. And they said, deal with us out. And they said, do you ever have any celestial beings go live on a lo lovely farm in, uh, like, out to triple outer space? Uh, do you ever have any celestial beings that go live on a farm in triple outer space? They said, we do. And I said, well, they want, want me to hasten your trip, to, like, all of your trips to the farm in triple outer space. And the celestial, the weavers said, that, well, that won't work, because that would be the end of the union. You know, and they said, it wouldn't be slow, the chaos frequency. And I said, well, what are we to do? Because he said, well, you know, these are, like, uh, we'll just say they're human beings, Pentel. It's easier for you to identify the people on the planet, because they, obviously they, they did use that because I'm learning. And he said, well, what if these are tiny celestial weavers? They're just weaving on their planet. Uh, and Stan had told me that they dedicated all the industry of the planet to weave these little things to make these little... So these are little weavers on this planet. And they said, well, they got to leave the planet. They said, we could help. Uh, and they said, uh, how? And they said, well, we got to keep weaving. But, uh, you know, they said, we'll, we'll find a way to help out. And I said, okay, that doesn't sound too concrete. Sounds like me and the nuns are going to be helping. Believe me, 
the reason I haven't mentioned the nun because yet is because they're so glaring, they're mostly glaring at me when I'm in the room. And also we we need to get to that. So anyway, so I'm gonna so I gotta tell the the, the chinos that uh, you gotta come up with a plan to get them off the planet. That's the only solution. So so I'll be back, Pentel. Uh, uh, hey Pentel, it's me. Uh, it might sound less authoritative right now. That's because I'm uh, well, I'm no, I'm in I'm in a storage room. Uh, luckily. I can still record audio with a dream come true. So since I last left you a message, it hasn't been that long. It would be Chinos, they said, uh, you know, I called ahead. I said, who is that? They said, uh, did you, or, or the we, like the weaver's gone. I said, do you know what the weavers do? And they said, you, 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 they bully our planet. Aren't you familiar with bullies? And I said, oh, that's what she's a shot, Chinos. And they said they're 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 not bullies. You just think they're bullies. They're they're uh, your planet's a giant pin cushion is what it is. Tino's uh, and uh, um, the celestial weavers to protect the universe from the chaos frequencies. And just to lay any fears, Stan checked all this. And Stan and the ship's computer, you know, they sent some cross space messaging to make sure that the gas read this was all up and up before we acted on any of it. And they assured me that, yeah, this probably was, they said, as weird as it is, that's because I'm earthbound. So, you know, part of my mind, part of my cultural window is, you know, limited by my experiences on Earth. So I don't see the big picture, you know, even in triple outer space, but I get a sense. So basically, we can't get rid of these weavers. So Tino said they, they, they tried to think up something and do a lot of talking without any, saying anything. And then they said, what is that? I said, well, what if we move? I said, what if, why, would, why do you want to live on a planet getting poked with stuff? It's a pincushion planet. And they said, it's our home. And I said, oh, man, they got, you got me again right where the heart is. And I said, how about we go see that delusion thing? And then we get everybody, I said, we can get everybody off this planet. It only take about a thousand million trips. I said, we could do the... the uh, and then I figured out the Celestial Weavers, you know, they got a bank account somewhere. So they, and, I, and I said, I got plenty of money, not even nothing like this. The Celestial Weavers are higher, you know, they're, they're, they're under contract. So I said, we could buy you a planet, we'll get everybody on. And they said, no, 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 we've did it. You know, this is like a degenerational situation, Ben Pal. I mean, basically, they want to stay on their planet without the Weavers. And I said, no, 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 the, the, you, won't, you won't have a plan. You know, this is like a conundrum. You get rid of the weavers, you don't get a planet. Then they declared me an enemy of the state, or the planet, enemy of Tino. And they said they were going to take over the ship. And now, as soon as they said that, of course, uh, Sister Bernice had said uh, that, that, that now she was in charge, they were in charge of the ships, and I wasn't in charge. Then there was a near standoff with the Tinos and the, and the nuns, and, you know, you know, everybody was, you know, trying to lock me up, and they that no, no one liked me at that point. So throw them in the brig. That's where I am. They don't have a brig. They have storage closet here. So that's where I'm still in communication with Stan, but Stan is actually, it doesn't leave Stan out of the pen pal for the time being. But uh, then Sister Bernice, you know, but instead of like uh, having a battle with this, because they said, well, we'll just take out the Tinos. But the Tino said, well, you know, we get that you have already have the payload on your ship. Well, he said, you know, 
it's, it's an ironic weapon. They're just trying to unpeace that part. And then they said, and then they said, well, well, we already, you know, we'll end you. The, the, the thing that you're trying to see. And then they said, well, that they knew the nuns and I were trying to get the delusion. So I said, well, we put something on that delusion that uh, that, that it's not going to be there. If you mess with us, it's not going to be there. And that guy sits her bees attention. You know, they, she said, uh, she's Bernice. She said, okay, let's figure out a way to fix this. And she then she pitched them. She, she's pretty quick on her feet. And so she said, well, what if we just take out one of these whispers? You know, there should be, there's enough uh, uh, to fill in to keep the chaos frequency at bay, uh, but it'll make them work harder. And then, like, uh, the, they'll, like they'll have the, you know, the one that we send to the farm, that, that one, the needles or whatever. And she said, under, you know, so, you know that, that they'll, they'll find another solution once they know what Kino's theory is. And, you know, we've shown, like, I didn't tell you this part, Bentel, but we believe in these celestial beings. Uh, they're not just, they're, they're, they're slow, so they're shifty. They're not really super dangerous of a ship. So that's, that's a good thing to just uh, if you were thinking that. So the Sister Bernice's idea is one giant initiative, I guess, uh, deal with the one giant, and then the rest will uh, find another pincushion. That's what she told the people of Kino. And then once we left, I was going down here. We did some yelling and banging, and then I just called the bridge. Well, because the people of Kino, they said, that's a great idea. Do you think that'll work? And then they said, well, by, by the way, the delusion clock is running now. So if we don't deal with this giant, if, you know, if we don't have a fix it, oh, fix it, oh, it's a nervous thing, sometimes we forget this stuff. Uh, part of this intergenerational thing, if we didn't do any explaining, is predicting to watch the giant shadows or whatever this celestial being, and they can see if, uh, if they, like, they, so they can predict the next time one of their things is going to be. Predicting the impact soon. That's why this was all this hectic part of all of it. And I'm pretty sure we asked the Jehovah's Witnesses about that, and they said, "Well, yeah, there's the, the, the one, you know, the, the Ron in this area that she said, well, it's going to be the probably the the equipment thing and the pin pin cushion and the break for a little while. So we're flying out there. Yeah, hopefully, we don't take out Ronnie because I know Ronnie. I said, this is a terrible idea. One, the giant thing is that you're the weaver. Back. And so we're headed out uh, to, to, to these giants. 
but I still can't figure out that so it's, it's, what is an ironic weapon? Because I can say, yeah, I guess I gotta think, think of something clearly, Fentel, and this is when I think the best when I'm talking to you. So, Stan, can, can you explain to me in the Fentel what do you mean by an ironic weapon? Oh, sort of. Well, it's very interesting. Uh, so, again, sorry, I think I can only follow the uh, procedures, sort of. I know, Stan, I'm not, I mean, I'm irritated at the procedures, not at you. Separate the, the you know, program from the problem. Oh, thank you, Scooter. It's the Harvard Negotiation Project. They never did that for computers. Yeah, I'm sure it had, I'm sure it's in your, you know, AI or something, though. So, Scooter, this is very interesting. So, over the generations, they, they, and, and this was for our sister Renice's pitch, too, of how she won the Mowers, Scooter. So, they, they said, they, they, they said, what are we going to, they, they analyzed the, now, they didn't know that they were needles using, the weavers were using to weave the universe. Uh, but they did know there was some interplay between the planets, the, the rock and the elements on the planets in the, in the metal of the, the needle, or the, the impactors, they called them. And then once they figured out the weavers were behind it, they also want to get rid of all these. These aren't part of their planet. They don't like it. It symbolizes the fact that the weavers are bu bugging them. Uh, so, Scooter, the, 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 this is what I mean by ironic weapon is that uh, there's elements from their planet which are in these things that uh, that you would get the the, the, the weavers to, to to ingest. That that's the, the it's a pill, right? And what will happen is it will generate, I mean, this is not what real reality happens, Scooter, but this is the best way to explain it, that they will become magnetized and then all, all of their, their, uh, their pins and everything else, including our ship, I didn't even think about that, Scooter. I wonder, I'll have to run a ship's computer, can you run an analysis of that? But Scooter, it basically will make their insides a big magnet, and then everything will come in, come into them, and it will that will be what causes the trip to the farm. And that's oh, there's an irony because it's they're getting yes, Scooter, and, and also it's that uh, it took generations of engineering and research to come, and I think it's I don't even know if it is because it's the only solution they could have come up with. And it will also catch our ship, is what you're saying. So this will be. Can 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 you get the nuns? Can can you get Sister Bernice to, to buy this? Uh, Scooter, she she's under the impression we can outrun it. Uh, which you, she she says we'll, we'll be fine. But won't we be pulling the pins from? The, what about all the other metal on the planet, Stan of Tino? That's why they don't have any spaceships. I mean, they have some other elements, not just the metal suit. This is outer space scooter. They don't just have steel and iron out here. But isn't it, it's our ship? Isn't our ship made of like steel and iron or something? Anyway, scooter, don't worry about that part. But dude, this could be dude, scooter. Uh, oof. Yeah, I can still consult with you and do my job. Believe me, they don't even know I'm uh, talking to you right now. Okay, Sam, well, why don't you let the ship's computer know what's going to happen and then see, why don't you run the protocols to see who's really in charge of the ship at that point? 
because it doesn't seem like it's a battle if we file if we're gonna file through and what the battle plan is you know what i mean scooter you're right okay but don't tell the ship's computer to because the ship's computer can play along because it'll be my once it's determined my orders are still good just play along like i'm not in charge okay scooter okay so let me keep thinking out loud here pen pal stand the ship's computer uh, scooter, you don't need to talk directly to ship's computer. It's it. okay. Yeah, it's just doing it to fix up buying time. So what? Okay. So basically, what I was thinking. So we need a pin. We need a pin cushion. And Tino doesn't want to be the pin cushion. Okay, scooter, I'm with you. And the the, the weavers, they need a pin cushion uh, because it it holds the pins because of the. Uh, it goes into the pin cushion, but also because it's some sort of elemental hold, you're saying, at the core of the planet, or inside the planet, that is also in this payload. Is that right, Stan? Uh, Scooter, it is. And something about the planet also straightens and sharpens the, the needles. Is that correct, Stan? Scooter, Scooter, that is correct. And that's an incredible feat of engineering that the, 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 the people of Tino, uh, they've dedicated generation after generation to just finding a way to protect their, their planet from, the, like, I guess the lone uh, antagonist uh, that seems like their main problem. It's been a unified effort, it has. And now we're going out there on a theory that uh, they can make do with one less giants, right? Scooter, that is the theory, and it's based on some estimates that the ship's computer thinks maybe it'll be fine, uh, but with the uh, uh, not getting away in the uh, of our ship, I don't know if it'll be fine for us now that it gets brought up, and then there's also the giants getting mad part. Scooter, you're right about that. And also, here's another thing to think about, uh, Stan, and also you can, uh, is, so the giant that decides to go to the farm, what happens to all the needles that he's going to pull? The reason you need a pincushion in space is so that your needles aren't just floating around space, correct? Oh, Scooter, you are correct. And how many, how many needles do you think each giant has? Like, where are the rest of the, the, the giant's needles? Uh, Scooter, we guess that either they're into tough to explain because of the speed that the, the giants move at. But I think each giant has one sharp needle on them, one needle they're using, and one needle in the planet. Okay, so they pull a needle out and they put a needle in, but that could take 50 years of Tino time. Scooter, that's pretty good shorthand. Okay. I, I'm, coming, I, I'm coming up with a plan, Stan. Scooter, you rhymed. Okay, Scooter, what's your plan? Okay, thanks, Stan. So, uh, I have command of the ship, correct? Scooter, you do. Okay, have the ship's computer contact Tino, uh, like, uh, as Sister Bernice. And, you know, just send whatever dots and dashes or something and say that, that they realize that uh, we'll be caught in the magnetic pull and that we're refusing to deliver the payload. Uh, Scooter, that'll mean they'll destroy the source of the delusion. Yeah, I mean, because the only problems are, yeah, that, 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 that does mean that. Scooter, that's a, a clue to find in the chest. Yeah, it's a clue to find in the chest, but, 
it'll be it'll be irrevocably lost. Uh, but if we, if we look at our actions, and uh, Scooter, Sister Bernice is going to, the ship's computer is even warning me to warn you. Yeah, but, but I don't have any good choices, Stan. So tell tell them that. And then when the ship's computer as the ship's computer sending that out to them, send send out the information, the, all the plotting you have uh, to the weavers of uh, how they could operate with one less uh, weaver for a time, and ask them. And, and you know, do you, can you crunch all the math there, and also say, okay, well, that gives us a, they can all take a break. Maybe that'll help them uh, rest for a little while. We don't have to do it. This isn't an eternal thing, Stan. They should have one, like, we, we, like one fully true needle from whoever's on their break, uh, and then like the. the, the, the Another true needle for, for so we should have two vacuum needles currently, and then whatever needles are kind of baking in the planet, we just gotta figure out a way to remove the needle with the least amount of damage to the planet. Okay, Scooter. And then after that, I need you and the ship's computer to kind of reach out to like more computers, right? And whatever the the industrial stuff that was, you know, that made the payload on, on Tino, get a hold of those. Those they have computers there. Uh, Scooter, they do. Okay, so figure out, you know, do some cloud computing, or I don't know what you call. It. So do some major number crunching and start to figure out uh, and identify. Like uh, who, who's like the 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 talent, the Tino talent, and how adjustable their industry is. Hey, we're gonna need some help. Uh, other computers help here. Okay, so start that. And are the messages sent to the uh, giants and to the Tino uh, scooter? They are, and we've already the delusion is gone, scooter. Okay, so set a course for Tino. And uh, I'll, I'll deal with I'll deal with everything. Pen pal, you're gonna have to shut this off because it's gonna get you don't want to hear. I'll go to the bridge and talk to the nuns, and uh, Pen pal, I'll be back. Well, hey, Pen pal, it's me. So I just left. You know, I just um, a lot, a lot of you didn't miss much. A lot of a uh, lot of a lot of uh, not happy things, Pen pal. Uh, but here's the good. Here, here's the bad news. That delusion's gone. But who knows? We don't know what it was. So we didn't lose anything because we didn't have it. It wasn't ours to get. And the cost was too high. It might be, you know, it's, it's the quartermaster. This is what I already said to the nuns. They did not like this. But as a quartermaster of the ship, and, you know, half master, if you don't mind me saying, you know, the cost was too high. But so, um, the, you know, they, the nuns are really not happy. But they can't kick me, you know, I'm in charge of the ship, and they need me. And I already have a beam and another delusion, but then the people at Tino, they weren't happy either at first. But then I told them, you know, uh, you know, it might take a couple generations to accept the fact that you can't get rid of these weavers. They're necessary, and they're not going anywhere. And obviously I got, like, the, the weaver that was on a break, they came. And even for the belief systems that they had on this planet, it rocked their belief systems. Once you you know see a weaver close up, and you know they're celestial beings, so they have some flexibility. And I'm not just talking about like in yoga poses. 
But they said, hey, I bought us a couple, believe it or not, Stan and the computers, they ran all the Macs. We got like a couple generations of Tinos before we're going to need another needle. I mean, we'll need to pull two out of the planet that we won't because we're already gone, Pen Pal. That's why I'm sending you this message. We're, you know, we're on our way to the next patch uh, of delusion. But basically, what the, the, the job of the Tino and the, now they have the Celestial Weaver is to build a better pincushion. It's not that tough. The, the, the elements that they use to make these pegalos have the elements uh, that make And I told them about Red Mars that I read, and I said, they had space out. And I had a copy of Red Mars. I said, yeah, how handy is that? I think that's the one with the space elevator. And I said, it tells you how to, they said, this book is fiction, but it tells you how to make space elevators, for starters. And I said, instead of an elevator, you just put frickin', it'll be a, like a orbiting pincushion station. And I said, that maybe even figure out a way to destabilize some of the stuff that the pinnies did, the, the original pinnies did to the planet. And I said, if you can dedicate your industry for these many generations, you know, I think that's distracting. It's the reason that people see me as a 